Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, big question yesterday to the FBI director. Pretty simple. Are we safer now under Biden? Yeah. Uh, He really had to think hard about this when he was asked, the FBI director, Christopher Wray. Senator Rick Scott is the one who asked the question. And I think it's important to eh, to point out this isn't edited. This is how long yeah. it took to answer the question. Roll it out. Is the United States safer from foreign terror threats today? Are we safer than when Joe Biden took office, from the day he took office? Hello. Anybody? <gasps> what I would say to you is that the terror threats have elevated. Uh, but I also think there are a lot of things the country has done throughout law enforcement to be better prepared to deal with them. Hmm. Hmm. I'm I'm brimming with confidence right there. Hey, we've done a lot of things. Didn't you hear about our actions against people who made a fuss at school board meetings? Right. Yeah, can you name two, sir? Hmm. Better position now for terrorism, really? Safer? Okay. All right. Maybe that was a spot for, like, the local affiliates put an ad in there. Right. <laughs> now we pause 10 seconds for station identification. <laughs> right, exactly. Wow. No, it's been talked about a lot. And, you know, I I was at least happy to see that the legacy outlets picked up that story. And that was a big story Mm -hmm. yesterday and again this morning. And, yeah, we're back to, you know what? If you see something, say something. Yeah. Right? But in a way, haven't so many people been conditioned over the last 10 to 15 years? Be very careful if you say something because you could be profiling. Right. Yep. Better look out for that. And we've talked about this before. You know, different Muslim friends. Peace loving. And especially a younger dude, I know. I feel bad for guys like that. Because they want no part of jihad. But if you're going to see something and say something, it's not the old Asian lady. That you're going to be like, man, there's some suspicious stuff going on with that person. I'm going to keep an eye out for that. But that's the reality. No one wants to say it. But that is the reality. It'd be people that look like it. Mm-hmm. People don't want to talk about that. And certainly the Christopher Rays of the world and the Biden administration, they don't want to talk about that. But I will say, man, when you find out the person that was making threats at Cornell didn't quite fit the profile. Yeah, that's, that's very true. I don't know if you saw that or not, but the student that allegedly threatened extreme violence against the Jewish community at Cornell, is 21-year-old Patrick Dye. I am saying that right, correct? I believe D-A-I. so. D-A-I. Yeah. Yes. Um, he's a junior student, originally from Pittsburgh, New York, and he was arrested on a federal criminal complaint charging him with posting threats to kill or injure another using interstate communications. That's the whole news release yeah. part of it. I mean, he was calling for the deaths of Jewish people. Well, he, and carrying out a mass shooting and talking about slitting throats and stabbing. Yeah. Wow. Talking about like cutting heads off of babies in front of their parents. 
So where does that come from? Holy smokes. So he faces a maximum term of five years in prison, a $250,000 fine, and a term of supervised release. <laughs> okay. Right. Wow. Yeah. But that's the thing. I mean, okay, if you are just going by optics, this guy, Asian-American guy, he doesn't fit the profile of someone you would think would be making threats against Jewish people. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Right. So how does this happen? Oh. And all I can think in my head, and I could be wrong, is the indoctrination has been going on for years from the left through the institutions. And it really is a whole entire group of people that go along with the oppressed, oppressor, and the oppressed. And it's this battle, and the Jews are oppressors. So everything, as far as the Jews in Israel is concerned, they're the bad people. And they have no right to retaliate against Hamas. Because now you're looking at crimes against humanity of what Israel is doing in Gaza. And again, to me, a reasonable person just asked the question, we have a hundred times, what's Israel supposed to do? And I guess it's yeah. just shut up and uh, die. Yeah. Well, the- I had, so some, I was in, engaged in a lengthy conversation uh, on a Facebook fight last night, which I shouldn't <laughs> do, but I did anyway. <laughs> but I'm like, I, I asked the question, what's Israel supposed to do? What was the answer? Well, you go in and you hunt down the terrorists and you execute them. <laughs> does well, he understand? How does this work? They hide. You know, That's I- what they do. It's, Civilians are shields. That's by design. Not like they're wearing red hats to determine which one is and right, isn't. You exactly. know, I mean, it doesn't work that way. Okay. All right. So that's at World War II. You're just supposed to go in and kill the Nazis, not the German citizens that really didn't want to go along with it. But you're not quite sure who's who. So you should just not go in at all. Yes. Is that the deal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, remember. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's not a solution. No, it's a. Well, it's a n- nutty fantasy. Well, I mean, the the whole, you know, uh, uh, post-World War II, one of the questions that was brought up by Germany was the Dresden firebombing, which was heavy civilian casualties there. Awful, awful thing that happened. But what the, the, the folks who were putting on the war crime trials came to conclude was that, well, no, because... It was a war, and war is messy, unfortunately. And yeah. you're not intentionally going out of your way to go and kill as many civilians as possible. But when the stakes are unconditional surrender, one way or the other, it's not really a war crime. No, it's not. But that's the terrible reality of it. And people can say whatever they want, in my mind. You just can't get beyond it. Hamas knew this was going to happen. Didn't care. Because the whole existence is about eradicating the Jews. That's what it's for. It was never about, you know, making sure the people in Gaza had a great life. They they are admitting it. Yes. They are admitting it. People will apologize for uh, yeah, Hamas, and, and then you hear from a Hamas leader yeah. that will actually say, no, we build the tunnels basically to protect ourselves. Yeah, we, it's up to the U.N. and Israel to protect the civilians. Yeah, we don't we don't care. Right. Our job is to exterminate Jews. Okay. So that's certainly getting talked about a lot. This is a story you don't hear a whole lot about, and that's student loan 
repayment because it's coming due now. Yeah, Uh-oh. yeah, it just started back up again for the first time in about three and a half years. Uh, people are having to pay back their student loans again. A lot of people didn't get the memo, apparently. 830,000 people missed the first payment they've had in more than three years. Now, a big driving factor is new companies that are handling the loans because old loan servicers basically said, we don't know if we're ever going to really get our money on this, so we're just going to dump it off to somebody else. And that's created a lot of confusion. And then Biden's student loan payment uh, plans, the SAVE plan, which effectively for some people means their monthly payments go down to zero. You have to enroll in the program, though, and it's based on your income. And after a certain amount of time, even if your monthly payment is zero, you're eligible to have that loan discharged under the SAVE plan. But that's creating a ton of confusion because nobody knows how to sign up for it or whether or not they're eligible for any of it. Anyway, Ann Flaherty from ABC News channeled Joe Biden while explaining this. Okay, I want to hear this. Yeah, it's about the mess that you would expect after there's been a three-year hiatus where people didn't have to make payments on these student loans. And I think there are really two big things that are happening here. Uh, one is that eligibility, I can't say that word, uh, people um, are qualifying for different things. See, I'm laughing, but I know I'd do the same thing if oh. I was doing that gig. Oh, yeah, I mean, it happens to everybody. I just thought it was really funny where... She starts talking about the Biden administration's uh, terrible plans and suddenly can't speak. I can't say that word. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and two, if it's come due and you're not quite sure what's going to happen in the future, are you going to start paying all of a sudden? Right. Or are you just going to roll the dice on it? Say, yeah, I want to wait and see what happens here. So Joe's saying, see, he's not going to stop fighting for me to not have to pay this back. Right. So you don't know. It's a weird thing. Um, David, you have a specific report. Well, it's for everybody, but I think it's essentially for Scott. Am I right? First three games of the World Series between the Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers have been the least watched ever for a Major League Baseball championship. Wow. Yeah, not good. Just for context, last Sunday's episode of 60 Minutes drew more viewers than any of the World Series games so far. Oh my goodness! I didn't know it was that bad. It's yeah. I, well, I didn't think it would be good because yeah. it's the Rangers and the Diamondbacks, not exactly storied franchises in Major League Baseball. I mean, in terms of you know fan loyalty, being a national team, that sort of thing, like the Yankees, the Red Sox, right. the Cubs. Because you either you, it's like you like the underdog story. Yeah, but it doesn't Except translate. if it's two sort of underdogs that both right. get there, yeah. then there's no one even to root against. It just doesn't translate. So, wow. Um, it, this has nothing to do, though, with the waning interest in baseball, Scott, and people realizing that maybe... Major League Baseball hates them? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I'm asking. I don't yeah. know. No. Well, I mean, I, I don't think Major League Baseball has ever done itself many favors. I do think the game is a little more fun to watch this year. With oh, the with pitch, the, pitch yeah. clock and yeah. the wider bases and more stealing and that sort of thing. More excitement in the game. I mean, they built that in. But, you know, all that being said, again, you've got blowout games, too. People aren't hanging around. I mean, if you're down 10 nothing in the second inning, chances are very likely folks are going elsewhere. I understand, but you had an extra inning game. And then One. another game that was tight. Yeah, but you've had blowouts, too. Oh, yeah, but not all of them. Last night was a blowout. The 9-1 to game was a blowout. Yeah. I mean, there's there's been several blowouts. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. I'm just saying this is and when you don't have the story to historic franchises playing each other, or at least one of those teams in. Yeah, you're gonna you well, got trouble. And also, when you've told half the country or more that you as an organization hate them. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. Here's the thing, though. I mean, the mm. NFL did the same thing. Essentially, oh, not to the I mean, extent that Major League Baseball did. Well, I don't know. The NFL certainly, and the NHL, and other sports. No, I mean they had that NBA. stuff. But, but when when they pick yeah. up and move the All Star Game out of Atlanta, yeah. taking left wing mm-hmm. talking well, points about the Georgia election law, Rob Manfred is not paying than, me to uh, stick up for baseball, right. so I'm going to go ahead and kick him to the curb as well. Well, the other thing is, we're in November now, man. Remember when the World Series used to be over by the middle of October? Yeah. Might be a little long now, and I know we got to have more playoff teams. we got to have this, and at some point it does get watered down. Yeah. You're kind of ready to move on. Okay. Much to get to. Um, James Comer says he has evidence. Joe Biden took how much money in laundered China money? Straight ahead. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. The government's been spending money like there's no tomorrow, and we're all paying the price. The cost of everything is still out of control. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck, and our dollars aren't going as far as they used to. And to keep up, a lot of people are being forced to put everyday expenses on a credit card. The longer that goes on... And the higher that balance goes, the tougher it is to pay back. You have to take back control. And if you're a homeowner, American Financing can help. They're saving homeowners an average of $700 a month, even in this economy. A free 10-minute call to their salary-based mortgage consultants is all it takes to get started and see how much you can save. And if you start today, you can even delay two mortgage payments, stretching your savings further. Call today, 866-890-7811. That's 866-890-7811, or visit AmericanFinancing.net. That's 866-890-7811 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334. NMLS The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. All right, then. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Um, what's the deal with Biden? More corruption. Uh, Yeah, the House Oversight Committee chairman, James Comer, uh, put out a video talking about how they have now more receipts that Joe Biden personally benefited from the financial uh, transactions that were being done, the business deals being done overseas involving his brother, James, and his son, 
Hunter Biden. Hmm. Now, I think the problem, and I'll explain it in this way. The problem that House Republicans have with this is that it's very, very, very in the weeds. The short version of the story is this. Hunter Biden shakes down some guy in China, a businessman in China, gets millions of dollars for some deal that they put together. And as part of that, some of that money winds up going to James Biden, who then turns around and gives Joe Biden $40,000. Now, why did Joe Biden get $40,000? Ostensibly, it's because it was a loan repayment. However, what are the... Uh, what was that original loan for? We don't know. Well, I mean, what are, what are the tax implications of a $40,000 loan repayment to your brother? <laughs> Dude, who's buying that? Jeez. Come on. Come on. <laughs> That's not true. No. No, I'd seen different pieces about that, and you're trying to figure, okay, how does that actually work yeah. within a family with everything else that's going on? And again, this isn't Ukraine. This is China. Yeah. This thing is all over the place. And this business had been in place for a while. But I don't think a whole lot of people in America know about it. It's there's been a, suppressed. There's another check I saw for $200,000. Yeah, that was also supposedly a uh, loan, loan repayment? repayment. For what? Right. We don't, I don't know. Well, it's private family business here right come on and again man all the stuff with Bobolinsky, everything else i mean you're just hoping this will get to the light of day at some point how do you think this is going to play out because it looks now like we're not going to get to the bottom of this until spring if ever um, if ever and what what i tend to think happens is that if anything really starts to sort of hit the fan the Democrats will have a conversation with Joe that, Joe, you're not running for re-election. We're not doing this. The, the only ace we have up our sleeve to win another election is the fact that Donald Trump very well may be a convicted felon by November of 2024. We cannot yes. have you out there running against him uh, if you are credibly accused of having you know, some sort of international financial uh, uh, business dealings in a corrupt manner. We can't do that. We got to run somebody who's got a clean slate. And Democrats are so cagey, they're probably going to put up Hillary Clinton. All right. <laughs> they could, because they'll pick the person they want. So you're lying dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> of course. Can't always. Be. Hey, I saw this. Entertainment news. Because uh, you were talking about this band the other day, Scott, the Rolling Stones. Yeah. You like the new record. I really do. I like it a lot. Hackney Diamonds is the name of the new album. Yes. Yeah. Right, let's do a couple songs. Excuse yeah. me. And? <clears throat> it's okay. Yeah. I'm a fan. I've been yeah. listening to it a lot. They are now the first act to have a top 10 albums in each decade since the 60s. Wow. And that's something. That really is something. Wow. You know. Don't get angry with me. <laughs> that's new Rolling Stones music. David, you have the worst poker face I've ever seen in my life. It, uh, that doesn't sound very good to me. But That's my least favorite song on the album. You keep selling us on this. I'm going to listen to it at some point, I think. I'm not try- I, this is keep- the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin show. Go ahead. No, you can like it or not. I, it's okay. I mean, I'm not selling it. 
I'm just saying if you are a Stones fan and you're disappointed over the last, I don't know, 20 years worth of releases, this is the best one in I don't know how long. Probably since uh, some girls, maybe. Yeah, it's probably a conversation for another time of when is it so, that you just like run out of interest with a band that you used to like? Well, the best Rolling Stones album to come out in the last 20 years was actually put out by the White Stripes. So, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> And then this this whole argument goes in a different direction. Yeah. All right. As far as biggest story of the day, uh, there's a couple uh, we're going to get to. And what Elon Musk had to say on Rogan's podcast yesterday is getting a lot of attention. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. The Gen Xer, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer. And I saw... Uh, at least part of this from yesterday, Elon Musk on with Joe Rogan talking about a whole lot of different things. Of course, Elon Musk is a fascinating character. He'll go down in history. There's no doubt about it. He's weird as the day is long, but uh, yeah, he's fascinating. Well, he's brilliant. Yeah, well, he's bizarre. Yeah, (laughs) I think that goes with the territory. (laughs) I keep talking about the good things about him. Yeah, he's crazy. Well, they're like barely social people, right? I mean, he struggles. Yes. You know anything about that dude's childhood? No. Holy smokes. Sure, it was terrible. More brutal than you would even imagine. It it goes way beyond just the dad relationship that he had with his father. Uh Oh, that was brutal enough. But then what he endured at school and the different camps that he went to, that's a story for another time. But anyway, um, Joe Rogan is talking to him about basically why he bought Twitter. And he starts by asking him, you know, you ever have a dream that you wake up and you just didn't do it because it's caused so much trouble, basically? Do you, do you ever wake up in the middle of the night and have a dream that you didn't do it? <laughs> and your life is infinitely easier? Well, it's certainly um, a recipe for trouble, I suppose, or contention. Um, okay. And yes, definitely awkward, socially. Yeah. And I'm just going to let this play because Rogan asked the question. It takes him, I don't know, seven seconds to think about the answer. Here it is. What was it ultimately that led you to make the decision to do it? I mean, this is going to sound uh, somewhat melodramatic, but I was worried about that that it was having a corrosive effect on civilization. Uh, That it was uh, just having a bad a bad impact um, and um, I think part of it is that it, it's where it's where it was located which is uh, you know downtown San Francisco um, and while I, I think San Francisco is a beautiful city and, and we should really fight hard to um, kind of right the ship of San Francisco if you've walked around downtown San Francisco right near the XFK Twitter headquarters it's a zombie apocalypse I mean it's rough have you, have you been been in that area? Not lately. No. Yeah. I've heard. It's crazy. I've heard it's crazy. I've heard you you really can't believe it until you actually go there. You can't believe it until you go there. Yeah. But then they kind of get more into it. Um, I suppose this is a good time to talk about the uh, Twitter files mm-hmm. and what old Twitter was, which is, I think, really what scared Elon Musk. That, to me, that was the most bizarre, was the Twitter files. When you let Schellenberger yeah. and Matt Taibbi and all those guys get in the Twitter, and the, the response where Matt Taibbi gets audited 
I mean, which is just wild. I mean, it's just so blatant and so in your face. Yeah, it's weird. No, I, I mean... <sighs> when you think back on that now with Taibbi, and the IRS shows up at his door yeah. Yeah. when he's testifying... That is a blatant message to send to somebody. Of course it is. Well, yeah, that's the horse's head in your bed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. But so many people in the country don't even know what happened. Right. Yes. The re- yeah, the, the degree to which, and, and by, by the way, Jack didn't really know know this, but the degree to which Twitter was simply um, an arm of the government was not well understood by the public. And uh, it, it was, there was no, it was whatever the official government, I mean, it was like Pravda, basically. Um, you know, it's a state publication is the way to think of old Twitter. It was a state publication. And was the justification from their perspective that they are progressive liberals, they have the right intentions, it's important that they stay in power, the progressive liberals stay in government and power, because this is the this is their... There, there was... there was Because uh... that's what they believe. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That they just know better than everybody. Yes, they're smarter than you. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. There was, there was uh, basically oppression of... Um, any any views that would even I would say be considered middle of the road, um, but certainly anything on the the right. I'm not talking about like like far right. I'm just talking mildly right. The people like Republicans were suppressed at ten times the rate of Democrats. Um, now that's because uh, old Twitter was fundamentally controlled by the far left. It was like completely controlled by the the, the far left. So then when it wasn't, and I'll never forget the freak out from the left. When he actually bought it, this guy that was a hero to people for everything he had done as far as Tesla, electric vehicles, SpaceX, all of a sudden they turned on him like that. Oh, yeah. It's wild. Um, But there's more to this whole conversation we'll get to a little bit later, especially when he's talking about the left being a death cult. And you, you I mean, honestly, he just lays it out in a way that's hard to argue, you know. And you think about Elon Musk, he was one of the first people also to say, man, we better get a hold of this AI stuff fast. Because we could be talking about wiping out civilization. I know when he said that, I I took, you know, more attention to the whole topic. Like, wow, okay, that guy kind of knows his stuff. Um, It took something different for our president to get scared of AI, apparently. At least according to uh, this story from Entertainment Weekly. Don't know if you saw it. Yeah. Because Biden signed an executive order on artificial intelligence. Um, you know, stop it from taking over the world or whatever. But apparently the inspiration wasn't the Terminator. It was the new Mission Impossible movie. Dead Reckoning Part 1. He recently watched the movie. And in the movie, I'm not making this up. This is an Entertainment Weekly. Oh, man. Uh, the program called The Entity gains... Uh, sentience and goes rogue creating havoc for tom cruise and his team so biden's chief of staff bruce reed said if he hadn't already been concerned about what could go wrong with ai before that movie he saw plenty more to worry about it so the- <laughs> so it took the tom cruise movie to be like hi hey it's in the ai it's in hmm it's george costanza's dad investing in ibm computers because he <laughs> saw the net isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. No one. A, not, not, not. The history books will note it. That, that's such an old guy move, too, right? Like, oh, my gosh, I saw this movie, except he's the president of the United States. 
Yes. That's right. Nobody show him Avatar, okay? Because I don't know what he'll try to do. <laughs> we need to stop hate of blue people. <laughs> oh, God. In all forms. So, oh, uh, yes. So, apparently that's what uh, ended up tripping it for uh, Biden was the fact that, oh, my goodness, that Tom Cruise movie, it's, it's kind of got me freaked out here. Okay. I wonder what the leaders of the other uh, countries think about things like that. Well, it depends on what country. Some countries you can't see that movie because it's banned. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> All right. That part of the show is time. Going around the table may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. The AI is going to get us. What the heck was that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, David, what's your story? Uh, my story today is that uh, leader of one of the big caravans coming up through Mexico on its way to our southern border, the leader is actually saying, hey, man, Joe Biden's got to actually wake up and understand that Latin American countries are actively conspiring against him. They like the crisis that's happening because it means they get more money from the United States. Wow. The, this is a guy named uh, Iranio Mujica who says, Joe Biden has lost this battle. Uh, I'm completely stunned. Where is the American intelligence? Don't they know that all the countries are conspiring against the U.S. to make sure they have this crisis being made so they can charge for that crisis? He goes, I think the policies of Joe Biden are worse than the ones Trump had because Trump at least knew what to say to make sure he doesn't fuel immigration. He didn't lose the ball. The United States has lost the respect of all the countries. Obrador, the president of Mexico, has more power to pull them in and make sure he gets what he wants from the United States. They're saying it. Yes. <laughs> A crisis by design. Yes. Exactly what the administration wanted to have happen. Yeah. Wow. Okay. For what's your story, Scott, what do you got? I got up this morning perusing social media and loving all the pictures of all the kids that were dressed up last night for Halloween and trick-or-treating and people's children, grandchildren. It was fun to look at. Uh, one of the other fun pictures I saw, speaking of Halloween, was Anthony Blinken, who dressed his son as Zelensky for the big White House Halloween party. Yeah. He had the whole thing rolling, right? Uh, the, the Zelensky outfit... The haircut, I mean, everything was right down to the wire, and, you know, it looked good. They would had to quickly put it together, I guess. Now, you can laugh all day about this, or you can cry all day about this, I guess. You might be able to mock it, but the kid did pocket $3 billion worth of Mars bars and Skittles last night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joe Biden just handed him a bucket of money. Here you yeah, go. And, and yeah. had a couple of 155-millimeter uh, shells, you know. You're right, yeah. <laughs> it was a big bag, you Yeah. Know. Okay, man. You know, and Anthony Blinken, too. I mean, sometimes you see this guy, he's out there and he's talking about diplomatic relations and getting hostages. And then you remind yourself, that guy is the one that came up with the letter from the 50 Intel experts saying that the Hunter laptop was Russian disinformation. That's right. Completely lied to everybody on purpose. But we trust in him as Secretary of State. That's Blinken. We never see the names on those intel letters either, do we? We did on this one. Did yeah. we? Were they legit? Wasn't done it? No. It, you know, it, most no, Clapper's been asked about it. Yeah, they were, and he basically lies about it. Yeah, and they all said, yeah, we stand by that letter. 
Which is astounding. Anyway, off your Halloween theme. Yes. Um, for what's your story today? I don't know if you saw some of the people that were dressed up yesterday around schools. In Alabama, a guy dressed up as Pennywise, the It Clown. Oh, yeah. It just stood on the corner where this elementary school is. Just freaking people out just standing there with a balloon. Who does that? Why would you do that? Well, somebody that wants attention, that desires attention, any way you can get it. And to scare kids. Sure. Freak them out. Doesn't matter. Public caning, who's for it? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. All right. A public caning or standing there like Pennywise? No, the public caning. Okay, I was going to say, David, wait a minute. And then high school teacher in Arizona, in trouble, we don't know how much, dressed as the devil, mm. waving a pitchfork over his students' heads saying, Hail Satan. <laughs> public caning? Anybody? No, that guy's just a dork. Oh, no, I think you need to beat the stupid out of him. <laughs> At the very least, fired. What are you doing? Idiot. Anything spooky happened to anybody last night? You mean just personally? Yeah. No? Why do you ask? I had a weird one. What happened? I'm driving back on a uh, on a two-lane highway. Yeah. And that became a four-lane highway. Standing in the middle of the road. It's pitch black, by the way. I catch it out of the corner of my eye. There's a guy standing there with, like, a some sort of weird thing in his hand, and he's doing the, like, like a king would with a scepter when you went by. Okay. You know, that mo- that mo- motion, and he's just standing there in the middle of a of a very, very busy four-lane highway. Okay. And I thought if I would have gone six inches one way or another, I'd have hit this guy. Well, that is odd. It's, it's pitch black, yeah. and I didn't see him until I was almost past him. And he's got, like, this scepter thing in his hand that he... Like motions towards the cars as they're going by. The crazy part like, is did that. Did he put a spell on me? <laughs> well, the crazy part is no one else saw him, Scott. See, that's the damnable misery right there. I don't know anybody <laughs> besides me who did. And, I, and I, th- I thought that to myself. Is my brain playing tricks <laughs> with me? Are you a prophet? We didn't no. know it. Are you Dude, seeing I visions of the future? I swear I saw what I saw. Hmm. That was... It was so creepy and weird. News update and breakdown of that. Straight ahead. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere. From dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke, an asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist. Clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. 
Our generation didn't wear bike helmets. We drank from the hose, rode in cars without seat belts, did things that are unthinkable today. But we're not invincible. These days we have doctor's appointments, multiple medications, and chronic conditions to manage. Fortunately, there's Teladoc Health. Teladoc Health brings together all of your health care into one program, including everything from primary care to chronic care management. Learn more at TeladocHealth.com. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C Health.com. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, before we get to your story, David, I'm seeing more footage of this. The New York Times is now saying if you remove hostage posters, it's a form of protest. Yeah. All the yeah. people doing that? Yeah, they, there was actually an article today that was saying um, essentially that hanging up the posters in memorial of people who have been kidnapped and or murdered by Hamas is baiting people. Unbelievable. Because you know, in some ways, that dude from New York that went off on that guy, he's become a hero to people. Yeah. You don't have a f-ing right to touch that. This is a free country. You can wave your Palestine flag and say death to the Jews or America whenever you want. But we can put a f-ing sign. Don't rip it, okay? We, then don't rip that no, down. Rip you are doing something. You're offending us. Yeah, you are. When you throw that on the floor, you're littering the city. In a minute, I'm going to litter the floor with you. (laughs) So that's a form of protest. And that soy boy was going backwards while he was talking. Oh, yeah. And what the footage is that you're seeing is younger Muslim women just without shame, just tearing that stuff down. Yeah. No. These different guys. And baiting people to say, yeah, what are you going to do about it? Like on the college campuses, mm-hmm. when it's a female videoing a dude that's ripping him down, calling him out. Yeah, I am. What are you going to do? And then, you know what? I can't help but think in my head. Yeah, that crap ain't going down. <laughs> that's not. Just not. No. All right. What's the story about the abortion activist? Yeah, you might have seen lefty media picking up on this story. An abortion activist is claiming that the state of Idaho brought charges against two people for helping a girl go to Oregon for an abortion. What actually happened was an 18-year-old was involved with a 15-year-old girl. The girl says that it was a consensual relationship. She actually wanted to keep the baby. He didn't. So he and his mom took her to Oregon to get an abortion. The girl's mom called the cops because, well, they ran off with her kid. Cops said, okay, we'll find her. And then she talked to the cops. He talked to the cops. Mom talked to the cops. Everybody was like, yeah, we did this. Yeah, you can't do that. That's like actually kidnapping. Um, And the mom of the 18-year-old is also now facing felony meth trafficking charges. Really? I was going to talk about the kid's uh, mom's parenting skills, but I guess you don't have to with the meth charge. Pretty much explains it. Wow, man. She's a cool mom, though. If she gets it, yeah, she's probably one of those people not ready to be a grandma yet. Right. 
I want that. And when she becomes one, she will say, please don't call me grandma. Yeah, yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> call me by my first name because I'm not a grandma. Yeah. Okay, Granny. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right. So Muslim groups are giving Joe Biden a message? Yeah, right? well, they're, they, they gave him a deadline of yesterday to call for an immediate ceasefire on the part of Israel and its war against Hamas. Uh, the National Muslim Democratic Council, which includes Democratic Party leaders from swing states like Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Ohio, promised in an open letter to Biden and Democratic leadership to withhold support from any candidate or politician that does not advocate for a ceasefire. Okay. We talking numbers big enough to swing those states? Well, just 17% of Arab Americans say they will vote for Biden compared to 59% of that community in 2020. That's a pretty big swing. That is a big swing. Now, again, I mean, this is an I'm just going by percentages. You're looking at, like, what, 1% of the population? Yeah. You're, you're also putting, um, I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about a poll that's put out by an advocacy group, by an right. activist group. So, you know, but again, even 1%, when you consider what the margins were in yeah. many of these swing states between Donald Trump and Joe Biden to begin with, that is a pretty significant uh, amount, potentially enough. I don't. I don't know that anybody's going to uh, follow through on anything. So I, I think that's yeah. Because you're going to vote Republican, right? I, I think that's kind of the the calculus that goes into it when you have all of, especially then non-Muslim but younger uh, college-age students. I mean, Joe Biden understands that that group is basically just icing on the cake for them. So well, not only of, that, you realize this is a group that's used to making threats and getting their way. Yeah. Well, they have gotten their way. Yeah. My point. Yeah. I mean, what do they have to lose? Okay. Uh, well, I'm hoping some will. I mean, the the people who are certainly not going to vote for Republicans, but they'll just sit it out. This won't show. At least from everything you're reading and what you're hearing, progressive Jews in the United States, uh, the Democrats are going to lose a lot of those votes. Because all of a sudden, and we've talked about it, different people writing op-eds or just posting. Like, I thought these people were my friends. They basically want to see us all dead. It's been terrifying. Mm -hmm. Which brings me to this, man. Totally switching gears. I hear Andrew Clavin yesterday on Megyn Kelly's podcast. And I've said it before. I'm a fan of Andrew Clavin. I think he's a brilliant guy. Um now he's written so many books and written, you know, a lot of great stuff in his entire career. And he, you know, got shoved out of the club from Hollywood years ago because of his own beliefs. But he talked about why Jew hatred is unique and laid it out like even, you know, the Holocaust. That some people were saying, well, it's sort of hate toward all of us. And he was like, ah, it, it, 
that was really about Jew hatred. And it's a different thing. Here, I'll let you just roll this. Jew hatred is unique in Western culture and maybe unique in the entire world because the Jews are unique. And a Jew is not unique. This Jew or that Jew is just the same as everybody else. But the Jewish people have a unique role in our culture. And this is true whether you believe in God or not. The idea of God, the structure of God is part of the structure of the human consciousness. We all have God inside us, whether we believe in him or not. We all have a place where he lives. And in the West, that place was created by, nurtured by, and fashioned by the Jewish people. And the history of the Jewish people has passed on to us through the Bible and has spread to all of us through Jesus' life and death and resurrection. And so we all are Jews at some level. Okay. Now, maybe other people have laid it out like that. I had not heard it before. But he gets this thing, which many people of faith have talked about, the wrestling with God. And sometimes you just don't like it. You want to do what you want to do. You don't want somebody else telling you what to do. At least in my mind, that's the way it rolls. And this is more. And the one thing about our relationship with God is we don't like him. This is a human universal. God requires something of us that we don't want to give up. Our egos. He requires our pleasures. He asks us to be something better than we are. He asks us to be what we were made to be. And we just don't like it. People come up with a million reasons why people don't like the Jews. Oh, they're successful. But in Russia, they weren't successful and they persecuted them there. They say, oh, they're off to themselves, you know, but in Germany, they weren't off to themselves. All they wanted to do was assimilate. Now they say, well, it's Israel. Then they've, you know, they've taken over Israel. And if you look at Israel, it's the size of a shoebox in a continent the size of the United States. It, it is not the reason these people have problems. And yet it's the only thing they can focus on, the hatred of them. Jew hatred is a hatred of God. And again, this is true whether you believe in God or not, because he lives inside you, whether you like him or not, and whether you believe in him or not. And as I heard that yesterday, all I can think about is the amount of times, and this is going back to when you were in the hospital with your heart attack, Scott, how many conversations that would start with me saying to David, why do people hate the Jews so much? I don't get it. And we have this different conversation, why, whatever, but I've never heard anybody lay it out like that. Have you? No, but I was saying that early on. I mean, a lot of it has to do with Christianity. God in general. Yeah, God in general. Yes. Yeah. And and and, the, and well, Jews aren't Christians. No, but I'm just saying God in general. Yeah. Okay. I, let me back up on that. Yes. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. It's not Baptists here. No. Um, David, after having those conversations so many times, have you ever heard anybody lay it out like that? Uh, kind of. Not not as succinctly as just it's a hatred of God, but I, I have heard it in the in the framework of it's a it's a hatred of of goodness and what that religion and therefore Christianity, the children of Abraham yeah. would represent. And success Some, breeds jealousy. Yeah. Well, and, and something that is apart from the world that is apart from your day-to-day -day impulses and all of that. So there is a, a, a almost jealousy at the root. Yeah. Of it. No, the, there absolutely is. I agree People with you hundred percent there. Yeah. There's one other part, but I know we got to get to other stuff. You guys call it. Uh, there's one more clip. We could get to it later. We can do it now. Uh, sure. Yeah, go for it. All right. Roll the rest of this out. Okay. Because he's saying until uh, basically our modern culture is jacked up, 
And until we turn from it, you're always going to see this. Until we get rid of and actually effectively speak back to our materialist culture, a culture that tells us we are only stuff, we are just material, we can save ourselves with material, we can take pills to make us happy, we can cut up our bodies if we don't like our gender, we can you know, fix everything in an operating room or in a pharmacy. Until we get rid of that culture and start to understand that, no, you know, our bodies are a reference to something higher than themselves. Jew hatred is going to be with us, and it's going to reoccur wherever wherever evil rises. The thing about Jew hatred is it's the devil's flagpole. It doesn't care whether you're right or left. It doesn't care whether you're Democrat, Republican. It doesn't care whether you're black or white. Whenever you see it, you know that evil is afoot. Yeah. Let me just listen to that going, man. Never heard anybody say like that, but yeah, that pretty much says what it is. It's hard to argue with that. I mean, people will. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Certainly the people out protesting and everything else. But it's amazing after the Nazis that not even 100 years later we're seeing what we're seeing right now. And you never thought you'd see it, at least in your lifetime. Okay. Uh, on a lighter topic, let's go to the New York City construction worker. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, last week we all saw the video of this construction worker in New York berating a guy who was taking down the posters of kidnapped Israeli children. Yes. I mean, the refresher is here if you want it. It's the first clip in the rundown. Of course. You don't have a right to touch that. This is a free country. You can wave your Palestine flag and say death to the Jews or America whenever you want. But we can put a sign. Don't rip it, okay? Then don't rip that down. You are doing something. You're offending us. Yeah, you are. When you throw that on the floor, you're littering the city. In a minute, I'm going to litter the floor with you. So someone got a hold of him and asked him about becoming a viral uh, sensation. Yeah, it's a little bit more calm in this clip. I'm sure. Well, man, it takes a while to get ramped up <laughs> yeah. that much. You know, no, I'm not a superstar. I'm just a regular guy who didn't like what I saw and it, it shouldn't be celebrated what I did. It, it should be normal. Everyone should react like that. This shouldn't be a news story because someone doesn't like posters of murdered children and kidnapped children being taken down. This should be the norm, not the exception. What that guy was doing should be the exception. Golly. I mean, the wisdom that pours out of this guy. Well, I'm going to push back one on minute. something. Okay, go ahead. If you're that size and that confident in your fighting ability? Yeah. Absolutely. If not, you can protest, but saying, I'm going to wipe the bleep and bleep with you, yeah. your mother bleeper, you may be in for a beating. I'm just saying. Not by that it. guy that was yeah. tearing it down. I don't know what his fighting skills are. He's a bigger guy. The guy that was tearing the, the signs down? Yeah. No, I didn't even see him. He just seemed like he was ready to back off in a hurry. Oh, he backed off. He seemed timid, but I mean, he had the size. You never know if a guy knows how to fight or not. Apparently, he didn't. Or but didn't yes, want I to. think the, basically the overall point is to point it out and say, "Hey, what are you doing?" Exactly. Yes, it's the right thing to do. Yes, totally agree. Well, I mean, at college campuses, you got young ladies out there talking to dudes, saying, "What are you doing?" Yeah. You know. So yeah, who knew that guy? I'm sure his plans for the day that this all went down was just like any other day. He sees it. He reacts. He has no idea that he's going to yeah. be this, you know, the 15 minutes are now here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and this is your time. It's wild. You never know when you wake up in the morning what's going to happen that day. Okay. See the story about homeschooling? <laughs> and a surprise to no one paying attention. The story is it's taking off like a rocket. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. holiday season is all about family, and it's a good time to remind ourselves of how important our responsibility is to protect the ones we love. That includes planning to secure their future. Life insurance is an easy way to give your family peace of mind. It provides a safety net, so if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses while getting back on their feet. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed, award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Your family deserves peace of mind. A life insurance policy through Policy Genius can give it to them. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much money you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. That's PolicyGenius.com. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. show thank you very much for being here jamie martin david van camp scott robbins so we had the homeschooling trend going on during covid there's no doubt about it a lot of people predicted well you know once schools are back that homeschooling trend is going to chill out a lot of kids will go back oh everybody mm-hmm. said that yeah not so much really nah, nah new york post was on it. different people have written about this homeschool taking off like a rocket and it's not just COVID. People are looking at what was taught in school. Do I want to put my kid through that indoctrination? Well, and that was before October 7th. Yeah. This is yeah. like another level of parents going, I got to get my kid out of public school. This is crazy. What are they teaching them? Um, so you look at these different numbers. It says public schools have declined in enrollment by 4%. May not sound like a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. Private schools have seen their enrollment increase by 7%. Okay, but homeschooling increases, and again, the absolute numbers are pretty low compared to traditional schools, but total more than 50%. So it's not a fluke, it's a trend. And some states are not even reporting on it, Mm -hmm. which I would guess makes the numbers even higher. 
And uh, again, you'll see the left make fun of homeschoolers all the time. Oh, sure. Have well, their livelihoods in jeopardy for years. Yeah. Um, John Oliver just did a whole bit on it. Okay. Again, man, the different families I've known that have homeschooled, it's gone really well. And I've told the story many times. You'd have kids homeschooled, say, up through middle school and then go to a public high school. They take all advanced classes because they're they're so far ahead of everybody else. There are a couple of kids I knew, they started college basically their senior year because they were pretty much done with high school. There's a lot of schools or a lot of homeschools now around the country. I know Kansas is a big state for this. They have their own athletic organizations yeah. and, you know, conferences and things like that where they, you know, so that argument used to be a part of it and the assimilation with other kids and they won't know how to act. And uh, That's a yeah, pretty old garbage. argument. It's nonsense. Well, the, yeah. the weakest part of that argument to me has always been even before, and I mean, in my lifetime, there were always some level of, of homeschool associations where you could have kids hang out, but a lot of the people who were homeschooling also were active in their churches. And so, oh, yeah. I mean, they act like homeschool means everybody's locked in their home all the time. Right. 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 That's No, you're out in the world, you're doing stuff. Mm-hmm. From my own experience, you know who makes fun of homeschool families the most? Homeschool families. Very <laughs> self-deprecating. It's like, well, my kid's homeschooled, of course he doesn't, whatever, whatever. Right. As a joke. Mm-hmm. hear that quite a bit. Um, you know, played a couple of clips from Rogan's podcast with Elon Musk. They talked about COVID. Well, Rogan said that was the reason we moved to Texas from California. The kids were freaked out, couldn't do anything, moved to Texas. And yeah, everybody's like, yeah, the kids are like, I want to live here. And that's why they moved. And Elon Musk is talking about, yeah, as far as during COVID had the plant in Texas and then we bring in people from California, and it kind of freaked him out. Here's how he told the story. Oh, but I was actually in South Texas building this this uh, Starship factory, um, and you know we we're just yeah no mass, no nothing, just building a factory, building rockets. They would have uh, teams from California visit, all masked up, <laughs> and uh, they'd freak out that we don't have masks, and we're like we're still alive, man. Yeah. So <laughs> but the other interesting thing, and I did not know this, he said he kind of knew that it wasn't that big a deal because of the Tesla plant in China. They had already gone through it. And he didn't see anybody really get sick, hospitalized, die or anything. So what was the big deal? Yeah. But you can't quite say it the way he says it. So, And so Tesla's got uh, 20,000 employees in, in China. Um, and so the, you know, the first wave occurred, happened in China, and, and we had... Nobody died or got seriously ill. I was like, okay, well, like this is, you know, can't be that bad. If and and and, and, and we're not relying on government statistics. We literally know who showed up for work. You know, right? Did they bad? Did, did they badge in or not? Um, and we had no no one die and no one got seriously ill. So I'm like, well, I don't know what the big deal is. Uh, Elon Musk wants people to die. Right. Blood on his hands. And, and Joe Rogan ate horse paste when he got yes. COVID. Right. Yeah. Think about all that, man, how crazy that was. I just like how nonchalant Elon Musk is. And we went to my rocket plant. It's like he just says it like everybody's got one. Yeah. You, <laughs> you don't? Know? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah we, were, we were doing this work. It was important work. We didn't have time for your pandemic nonsense. I knew it was a fraud. 
<laughs> Try to tell you people. By the way, actual advice from a dentist for your kids. Eat all the Halloween candy at one sitting. Oh, there you that. go. Yeah. It's, the gastro doctor says, bad idea. Yeah. Well, sure. yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story today. If there's one, David. Uh, if there's one, man, that's really... I. To me, the fascinating story is that there is a leader of a caravan who's been doing this for a long time, bringing migrants up through Mexico, through Central America, into the United States, who says, I can't believe that the Biden administration is getting played like this by all these Latin American countries, because these Latin American countries could stop it if they wanted to, but they know that as long as there's a crisis, Biden's going to hand them the big old Jerry Lewis check. We're getting played by everybody. Of course. <laughs> okay. Get an update on that. And the new speaker of the House is poor, and that's a problem for the left. We'll explain coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. The Gen Xer. The Millennial. David Van Camp. And the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Uh-huh. Okay, so there's a problem with the Speaker of the House. This is something beyond his faith? Well, yeah, this is really weird. I mean, aside from the deep dives that in, like, what, almost 20 years ago, he supported, oh, my gosh, conversion therapy, uh, which wasn't, I mean, that's around the time it started to get more and more controversial anyway. Oh, yeah. But apparently, yeah, that's supposed to be this terrible thing and blah, blah, blah. Um, but well, there's the, some people that were like, man, I'm attracted to the same sex, but I don't want to be. Yeah. Okay, you should go talk to somebody. Ah! The left freaks out. Right. Like virgin therapy. Well, the de- yeah, it says the people who are now cutting off the genitals of children. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, those folks. Uh, the Daily Beast has one of the weirdest attempts at a hit piece out there about Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House. Um, apparently, well, he doesn't have a bank account. Well, he does, but he doesn't have enough money to have to declare it on financial disclosure forms. Uh, Now, you're talking about going back to 2016, and as the Daily Beast put it, it reveals a financial life that uh, appears extraordinarily precarious. Of course, it's (laughs) unlikely Johnson doesn't have a bank account. What's more likely is Johnson lives paycheck to paycheck. So much so that he doesn't have enough money in his bank account to trigger the checking account disclosure rules for members of Congress. It's extraordinarily rare, they say, for members of Congress to not list a qualifying bank account, let alone zero assets whatsoever. Jordan Leibowitz, communications director for the watchdog group Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, offered a more blunt assessment saying that if Johnson truly doesn't have any assets, it raises questions about his personal financial well-being. Oh, no! That could be a vulnerability to exploit. (laughs) I cannot remember another time, and maybe, maybe I'm just forgetting something, but how is it controversial that the guy hasn't somehow parlayed a career in Congress into being a multimillionaire? That th- absolutely correct. We, we should be glad about by that. We like should, should be celebrating this guy. But, yes, but they yeah. In the article, they say, well, I mean, he brought home two hundred thousand dollars as a member of Congress and whatnot. But every year, whenever they talk about giving themselves a pay raise in Congress, we hear all these people whining about how expensive it is to maintain two homes. Right. Yes. Some people are sleeping in their offices. 
Yeah, so that $200,000 a year we've been told for a long time doesn't really go that far if you're traveling, if you're maintaining a home in your district and in D.C. To me, it's it's kind of actually a, a, a breath of fresh air. Absolutely. But for them, well, you know, he's susceptible to, you know, bribes. Things right. like that. Like he doing favors. Prior to forget <laughs> about the guy that's got multiple homes and goes to the beach house yeah. that's been a career politician like the president. No, this guy here, this is the concern. He doesn't have a pot to piss in. Right. Oh, warning flag. And these people, dude, it's like a comedy routine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John, Johnson, they write, appears to not even have a single dollar in the stock market. I'm sorry. I thought we liked that. I thought we wanted Congress members to not be doing the whole insider trading that's not somehow technically insider trading. Exactly. Oh, that is something, man. So, And you have another story talking about ridiculousness. The AP is freaked out because some pastors don't mind having guns in their church? No. Well, here, here's the thing. I think this is a fascinating story. Okay. They interviewed two pastors about carrying guns in churches. All right. One guy is in favor of it. The other is not. And one of the things that's really fascinating, and I know that like, we don't like to have everything come down to race, but it's fascinating that the liberal white dude is the one who's like, no guns. And the black guy who's in a neighborhood where somebody got shot and killed like two blocks away from his church is mm-hmm. like, hell yeah, I carry a gun. So, well, yeah. <laughs> Reverend Stephen Cady is at, at a Methodist church in Rochester, New York, and he's not a fan. Here's part of what the Associated Press ran. Okay. We are not a people called to follow the Second Amendment. We are called to follow the Second Commandment. There is no place that is perfectly safe, but I think the risks of having armed members here in our congregation are too high, and I just don't believe that the response to guns is more guns. What's the risk? Yeah, what? what's the risk? I carry a gun, and I've never shot anybody. I don't understand. Does he believe that if members of his church, you know, concealed carry in that house of worship, that somebody what might freak out one day and just start gunning people? Yeah, that's pretty insane. Yeah, it is. Then, then you've got Reverend Jimmy Hardaway Jr. Here we go. I'm, I'm going to like Jimmy a lot more here. I, I he's, feel it. Yeah, he's a Baptist minister in Niagara Falls. He was part of a group that sued the state of New York last fall after lawmakers restricted guns in houses of worship. And here's him explaining his thought. He carries a little 380 with him when he's at the pulpit. Okay. There's things that we would not expect to take place in a house of worship that are taking place now. I will do what I have to do to protect. Yeah myself and loved ones, those around me. People have been carrying in church forever, as far as I know, since I was a kid. Some churches have security, but a majority of churches like ours cannot afford full-time security. I'm really not free if I have to sit here and worry about threats to a congregation. Honestly, I'll just say it's this. You know this, over the years, um, sometimes just by circumstance, I've met a lot of pastors, and some have become friends. Just say, I think people would be surprised to know how many people in a church could be packing. 
for protection. Oh, I think so, yeah. In case, because they don't want the church to be a soft target. They've seen it in other places, and they don't want to have that happen at their church. And if a gunman came in, I, I don't know what the expectation would be, but it wouldn't last long. Guaranteed. To me, that's part of the responsibility is to protect people. See, I want to go to that church, and I want it to be promoted. We're packing. Sunday service, <laughs> 10 o'clock. In other words, don't come in here be playing. I mean, I have no idea if someone is thinking about doing something crazy, if they scout that out ahead of time or not. I think sometimes that's well known. Um, but I think overall, as far as this AP piece is concerned, is this might get into some sort of, you know, mind reading here. But to me, the AP is freaked out that churches have guns at church. Yeah. Isn't that what it's all about? Oh, yeah. Because it doesn't seem like their view of Christianity of what it should be should be people protecting themselves and other members of the church. Yeah. That you should just always just turn the other cheek. That's part of it. That's not all of it. No, well, no. Well, there's today. Today, brothers and sisters, turn to the chapter of chapter six of John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> As the great Kid Rock wrote in Tennessee Mountaintop, <laughs> the preacher is praying for peace but still carries a gun. And Billy Gibbons comes in. You better ask someone. <laughs> uh, here's something that I thought would be fun to get to today. Maybe a lighter topic. Um, not a big uh, reader of BuzzFeed, I'll admit it. But sometimes I'll get sent stories, and I'm like, oh, this this could be fun to kick around. Um, Scott, this has you in mind, I think, at least a little bit. Because BuzzFeed did this whole piece saying... Older folks online have some sage observations about what younger people don't get about the past decades. Oh. And that it's not all bad. Well, being the elder statesman of the show, certainly. Yes. And with David being the millennial, just wanted to get your feedback on this. One of the observations is that it was common not to have photos of everything. Today, people freak out if they don't get enough pictures of this event. Oh, I wish I would have got more pictures of this or that or whatever. Yeah. And you go back to when you were a kid, you don't have pictures like every month. No. Sometimes not even every year. year. Yeah. If it weren't for the school picture, there'd be none. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I know. It sounds kind of crazy, but that's true. Another one was you had to create your own sources of fun. That is very true. Does something come to mind? Well, I think it's, I mean... Yeah, I mean, you grabbed the neighborhood kids and you all did something, whether it was play ball or ride bikes or climb trees. You'd make up your own games a we lot have, of times. Yeah, I, we played games. Yeah. I remember taking two cane poles and making it was like, the, I think it was during the Olympics maybe. So it would have been nine. Yeah, 76 probably. And you'd get beanbag chairs, and that would be your landing. And you're trying to do a high jump. And so you'd make you know, these two sticks, and then they'd have the pole across. Yeah. And then you'd try to jump over it and land on the beanbag chairs. But if you mistimed it, you'd land on the ground. Or you would never want to try it earlier in the morning when there was still dew. Yeah. Because you'd get ready to, to jump, and then yeah. you'd slip that Left leg would slip under, and then you'd go right on your back. Knock the wind out of you. We had two old, two old, two old mattresses in my neighborhood. Same yes. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. But if you missed the mattress, you were in trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> our, our stupid little game was cli climb up on the highest branch you can and then just fall off the tree. 
You mean like not to land on your feet? Just fall. I mean, you can try to land on your feet if you want, but just fall. Yeah, that's a little rougher. We're dumb. Yeah. (laughs) Anybody get seriously hurt doing that? No, nobody got hurt. That's good. All right. Um, Also, observation from the elder statesman. There was a lot less FOMO. What is FOMO? Fear of missing out. Because your access to what was happening or available was limited. Oh, yeah. Because you only had three channels. Right. That's crazy to David. Look, you look mystified. No, we. I didn't have cable growing up, so I had like five channels. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we don't want to get into David's childhood, really. Bring the whole thing down. Trying to go lighter note right now. I will say on the on the note of the pictures. Yeah, some of the most prolific photo takers I know are boomers, and it's taking pictures of everything constantly. That is true. Once the camera was made available. Yeah. On your phone, yeah. Um, It was also common to wear the same clothing as someone else. Because there was only certain things in stock at the store. And so it wouldn't be odd for you to have the same sort of, whether it was pants, shirt, whatever, as other people. Right. David, I know that a lot of your clothes were hand-me-downs, that sort of thing. Yeah, they were. Yeah. And then... Also says, sometimes you just couldn't find the answer to something. You couldn't Google it and get the answer in 10 seconds. No, oh, gosh, no. Yeah, you just didn't know. <laughs> no. You'd try to ask people what it might be, but you really didn't know. But now you can find out pretty much anything pretty quick, as far as trivia goes. I remember trying to do a book report and going to the local library, and it was something to do with Eastern Europe. But mm-hmm. the encyclopedias that they had were from the 80s. So there were like countries that are in, were in existence in the 90s that didn't exist in Eastern Europe in the 80s because it was all the USSR. So I got That's hosed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember, we actually had encyclopedia salespeople that went door to door. Oh, man. yeah. You know, well, if yeah. you care about your kids, is it the Encyclopedia Britannia or whatever oh, yeah, it, was? it was? Britannica. Yeah. 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 See? Book guy. I don't remember. I didn't read that crap. I'm busy listening to Kiss Records. All right, we got to get to a news update. Straight ahead. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. The brain is unpredictable. Sometimes it works with you, and sometimes it gives you a hard time. But one thing's for sure. Getting your thoughts out is therapeutic. If you keep them bottled up, you can get exhausted, overwhelmed, or prone to outbursts. When you talk to a BetterHelp therapist, you can just say what's on your mind. In fact, the more honest you are about your thoughts, the better your therapist can help you sort out what's most important. And that makes you a better parent, friend, colleague, you name it. Life doesn't owe us any favors, but finding happiness doesn't have to feel impossible. With BetterHelp, just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist who shares your values. And it's easy to switch therapists anytime, for no additional charge. Plus, you can schedule appointments that are convenient to your schedule. Give it a try, and say whatever's on your mind, with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash Motivate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Motivate. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist. Clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. All right. Thanks for being here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Whoa, 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 whoa. We all got to be green by 2030. Germany's not in. Oh, no, 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 no. Germany was trying to go all in on clean energy and... Well, inexplicably, as part of that effort, they shut down nuclear power in the country as well. Uh, and now that natural gas supplies are running thin due to Russia's war in Ukraine, they've decided they're going to have to lean into burning coal even more this winter. Why? Fin- How dare you? The finance minister there says now, as long as it is not clear whether energy is available and affordable, we should end the dreams of a coal phase out in 2030. We talked about this last year. They had to go to coal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. And that's when the tears came. <laughs> well, I remember the, the whole thing. Like last year, there was a serious concern about energy shortages in Europe after uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. The gas pipelines get blown up. There's, a, uh, there's all sorts of uh, sanctions against the Russian state oil business. And most of the experts were saying, yeah, supplies are going to be thin. Next winter is going to be the real crisis point. Oh, yeah. And that's what we are entering into now. And so hopefully everything is okay. Hopefully they've got enough coal to burn. But, I mean, it's, this is really where the rubber meets the road, as they say. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, all this stuff has been predicted. Okay. Do you see the one thing making the rounds with Cori Bush, Congresswoman from Missouri? No. No. Well, it's a Fox reporter. I mean, this was all over X. Uh, it's talking to her about taxes. You know, the rich got to pay their fair share. Yeah. You've right. heard that before, oh, right? Of course. The time they pay their fair share. So yeah. I, he has the question, what's the fair share? You know, what is it exactly? Well, when you are out there trumpeting something, you should know, right? I don't know that she knows. It appears she doesn't. I'll just roll the audio and you can tell me what you think. You're saying that they're paying their fair share is what you're saying. No, I'm asking what percentage is a fair share. Their fair share, the same, if I'm paying, if a third of my money is going to taxes, then I think a third of their money should be going to taxes. It does. Well, it does. She's thinking. I'm trying to understand because you realize the effective tax rate on the poor is less than it is on the rich, right? Okay, so first of all, um, I'm not the poor. I'm very close to that line, but I'm not the poor. Okay, so the effective, tax rate about... on the, the effective tax rate on the middle class okay. is less than it is on the rich, correct? Hmm. Stumped. See? Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Corey's got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cow. You should know that answer. Again, if you're out there advocating for something, you should know the well, answer. No, it's, You should be able to make an argument. It's bumper sticker slogan politics exactly. is all it is. And she's dumb anyway, but... 
I think it's racist, to be honest, to ask for, you know, facts on taxes. Shouldn't do that. That's just, that's racist. I mean, if you want just to go ask a question of rich. a strong woman politician to ask about policy and about, you know, how much money people are giving to taxes, it's just not a clue. Not a freaking clue. That's astounding, Golly. isn't it? Yes. Can't get ahead in America. Don't have a chance. She got elected. Oh. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robert Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, David, I don't know what you have, but I see you laughing. So we'll just go with what you got. Well, all right. So you know uh, Democrat Senator Bob Menendez. Yeah. Old gold bars? Yeah, he's the guy who's (laughs) currently under federal indictment for acting as a foreign agent. Because he got in business with some uh, Egyptian businessmen. And maybe was, I don't know, allegedly handing over information. Maybe letting them dictate policy and, you know, just some... Like, I had a run-of-the-mill USDA regulation things were going on in exchange for Mercedes-Benz, in exchange for some gold bars, maybe a little bit of cash. Just good friends. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, Well, he, uh, (laughs) he, he just attended a classified briefing and, and, um... Uh, Manu Where are Raju. we? Where do we live? Yeah, <laughs> how is that possible? I don't know. Manu Raju at uh, CNN asked him, "Hey, is that proper? I mean, Class, classified so. briefing? Schumer didn't let you. Why are you going to this classified briefing? First of all, you're wrong about that. He didn't say you can't go, and he didn't not let me. So that's just the wrong assumption. I'm so sorry, sir. So why why did you go to this classified briefing? Because getting an update on Ukraine." is something that's worthy as we consider the supplemental. But you're being accused of aiding a foreign government. Why is that appropriate for you to go to a classified briefing? You know, Manu, I know you got to make news. Bottom line is, I'm a United States senator, I have my security credentials, and an accusation is just that. It's not proof of anything. <laughs> He's not the wrong. Brazenness, man. I mean, it is, yeah. I'm, it is. And I'm going to take a lot of arrows for this one, but he's not wrong. And if Democratic leadership hasn't stripped him of any committee assignments, it's, then why shouldn't he go? I mean, the administration, you look at all these different figures, and then a guy like that in the Senate, and there are really no checks and balances. No. I'm stating the obvious. We all know it. But still, when you hear a story like that, and a dude's so brazen... It's like, it boggles the mind, man. The smartest thing he ever did was to not take those jackets to the dry cleaners. <laughs> the ones where he had, like, thousands of dollars stashed in the, in the pockets, pockets of them. Yeah. 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 That would have been a problem. Wow. You know, we've talked a lot about, well, and there was an update today. The uh, State Department says it's in contact with 400 Americans in Gaza. Because the story is, you know, they can't get out. Hamas hasn't let them out. It's weird because legacy media hasn't talked a whole lot about that, 
that that is true. But the state also won't say how many Americans have been able to leave Gaza. What kind of contact are we talking about here? They don't specify, as far as I know. Huh. So we're trying to keep an update on that. I saw a piece in the Wall Street Journal that was a head-scratcher to me from Greg Ipp. It said, the economy is great. Why are Americans in such a rotten mood? It says, lingering inflation can't explain all of the unhappiness. Maybe it is referred pain from the wider world. These dorks. <laughs> we just talked about Halloween candy yesterday. Yeah. About buying it. <laughs> and again, because David, I think you had said, what was it, 30 bucks for the bag that had like the chocolate candies yeah, and had, or whatever? It had like the assorted things. And yeah, it was yeah. like, not the biggest bag, but I would say the medium sized bag was 30 bucks. And then was it you, Scott, that was talking about the bag with the Smarties and all that stuff? Yeah. Still, I don't know, 12 bucks? 12 bucks. For Smarties. And then talking to different people later in the day yesterday, basically it was the same thing, yet you're paying about double of what you did, Mm -hmm. you know, a few years ago. And then you think about car prices, and then you think about the real estate market. You go to the grocery store. You're filling up your tank. You see it everywhere. And you know from your own budget, you've gone behind. And then you read this piece, why are Americans in such a rotten mood? Well, the economy's got, great. You got two wars going on, too. That might have something to do yeah. with it. Well, yes. But to say the economy is great, well, it's, well, that's, there is a disconnect like crazy. That's somebody who doesn't shop ever, lives yeah. inside some sort of insulated bubble. I don't know. Well, that, it's... It's like this number stuff. Go ahead, David. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say that's the disconnect between sort of the faculty lounge economist mindset versus your everyday shopper. And if you look at the fundamentals of how an economy works, there are bright spots within the economy. I mean, I know the Biden administration has made a joke out of this, but uh, the American economy is resilient. Thank you, Donald Trump, for uh, helping to unleash American potential for four years. Uh, setting a solid foundation, but every single thing that the Biden administration tries to do only makes it worse. So you look at the unemployment rate. The unemployment rate is very low. Great, Mm -hmm. great news, right? Except when everything costs double digits more what it cost three years ago, and every single decision made by this administration makes it less likely that any of those prices will come down, in spite of the Inflation Reduction Act and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, the economy doesn't feel like it's working very well when people's pocketbooks are affected the way it has been. Well, I'll just read a couple of lines from this, and we can move on. They quote this chief executive, uh, formerly part of Kellogg, who had said, you know, grocery prices have stopped going up, but right now it's still a little bit of sticker shock. You know, high home prices are a particularly dispiriting form of sticker shock because in combination with high mortgage rates, they put home ownership out of reach for so many. Yet sticker shock alone doesn't seem severe enough to explain the profound level of economic dissatisfaction. No, it's still happening. Because you know where you were at before, and you can see where you're at now. That doesn't go away. Yeah. Just because they say, well, inflation slowed, though, so you should feel good. Well, no, it doesn't work that way. Well, yeah, yeah, and it's not sticker shock. It's not 
like to me, sticker shock is, oh, I'd like to go buy this one thing. Oh my gosh, it's way more expensive than I thought it was. When you're talking about people's groceries, what they need to live, when you're talking about how much their gas is costing, how much a new car might cost, how much a home might cost, or maybe you're trying to sell because property, your property value is high, but mm-hmm. then you realize there's no way you can really get anything close to comparable because of interest rates, then that's not sticker shock. That's saying I'm stuck in my situation yes. and there's no way I can make my situation better unless I'm going to be working, you know, 80-hour work weeks. Yeah, that's true. That's part of it. And as you said, Scott, people see the rest of the world going on, and it's dark in a lot of places. I mean, obviously, what's going on in the Middle East and Israel. And then you have, you know, in all of these huge American cities, the crime is out of control, which, by the way, we know George Soros funds all these DAs in big cities, and they don't prosecute crime. Right. As Joe Rogan was interviewing Elon Musk, George Soros comes up. Oh, boy. Elon Musk gives his opinion of George Soros. And I thought this was fascinating. Roll this. I mean, Soros actually, you know, he he is, I believe, the top contributor to the Democratic Party. Um, The second one was uh, Sam Sam (laughs) Bankman-Fried. So, and, and Soros, I don't know. I mean, he had a very difficult upbringing. Um, and, uh, I, in my opinion, he fundamentally hates humanity. That's my opinion. Really? Yeah. I mean, well, he's doing things that erode the fabric of civilization. Let's pause there. Is that the way you looked at Soros? Absolutely. It's spot on. That's, that's what he does. He's a disruptor. But rarely do you hear someone of Elon Musk's stature actually say that. Yeah. Well... There's been people who have been saying it for a while, yeah. but, but again, his stature, no. Yeah, and he goes on. You know, uh, getting DAs elected who refuse to prosecute crime. That's part of the problem in San Francisco and L.A. and much of other cities. So why would you do that? Was it humanity or is it just the United States as a whole? I mean, is I mean he's, he's pushing things places? in other countries, too. He's not doing just the here. same thing? Yeah. Now, George, at this point, is pretty old i mean he's not uh you know he's basically a bit senile at this point but i mean he yeah, as you've said many times scott elon musk a little awkward he's an odd dude <laughs> yeah he's a brilliant guy but yes yeah. he's different for sure he, he and, and he's he, he's a, he's very smart um and he's very good at arbitrage you know famously he uh shorted the british pound that's sort of how i, uh, I think he made his most uh, money was shorting the pound. Um, so he's, he's good at spotting, uh, basically arbitrage, like spotting value for money that other people don't see. Okay, and this is where, to me, it really gets interesting because he brings in Soros with the DAs with this theory. So uh, one of the things he noticed was that, in, it, it, that, that the value for money in local races is much higher than it is in national races. So the lowest value for money is a presidential race. Then next lowest value for money is a Senate race, then a Congress, and then. But once you get to sort of city and state district attorneys, um, the value for money is extremely good. And uh, Soros realized that you don't actually need to change the laws; you just need to change how they're enforced. If nobody chooses to enforce the law, or the laws are differentially enforced, it's like changing the laws. 
Yeah. That totally makes sense because yeah. that's what's happened. That it doesn't is. matter what the law is. No. Because the laws get broken all the time in the big cities. But a, and the cops, their hands are tied. But it's almost like a given. Well, they, they can't prosecute that. Well, why not? Yeah, I mean, you steal anything up to $900, ah, we just let that go. Gee, why is the city falling apart? I like these. Let people just do drugs yeah. out in the open. Yeah, well, it's a big deal. Yeah, more bang for your buck, more uh, more boom for your money. Yeah, so that's, that's what great, he does. And I've never heard that theory before. Yeah, that's, get all those I, DAs I completely elected. understand. Yeah, you can do it for a lot less money than you ever could a senator. Oh, yes. Is it cost effective? And and it, it cause it wreaks more havoc. Yes. Yeah. Which is fantastic. That's exactly what Soros wants. His kid, by the way, is essentially running things now, my understanding is. Yeah. And the kid has got the degree. same ideology. They say George is like left considering or right in the from where the kid is. Yeah, I've heard that. The kid too. is really a nut. So anyway. But yeah, it's like succession. Is George really out of it totally doubtful? Still probably got a hand. Who really knows? It's all bad no matter what. I think he lives somewhere where he just rubs his hands together. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you picture, right? Right. Okay. All right, we got to get to another uh, news update. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. You know, another fascinating thing with the... uh, Hamas versus Israel war and the West's reaction to it, mm-hmm. where you have people saying, no, it's not anti-Semitic. We don't hate Jews. We just want the Jews to, I guess, accept that Hamas wants to kill them. I'm not really sure how you come down on that, but all right. All right. And so they're talking about a ceasefire and they're saying that this is genocide because Israel is dropping bombs, missiles and deploying troops into Gaza. There was the, uh, I mean, and it's tragic, of course it's tragic, that Israel uh, hit a refugee camp. But there were tunnels and weapons in underneath where Hamas had these refugees in place. Yes. And, you know, this is, the IDF is saying, this is why we were telling people to move further south. Because we are going after Hamas. And this is war, things get ugly. And we want to save as much life as possible, but we also have a job to do. Yes. Um, And Hamas is uh, just counting on the Western press to push their propaganda, and they do it willingly. Um, Meanwhile, the morning news shows were talking about, uh, was it Palestinian Authority says that this many people have been killed. (laughs) Yeah, we're doing that again. (laughs) That's Why Hamas. are we doing this? Yeah, yeah, I mean... Unbelievable. Well, because they hate the Jews. That's really what it comes down to. Sure seems like and, it. And one of the examples of, of this is that if you want to talk about a massive displacement of people, look in Pakistan. In Pakistan, a couple million people from Afghanistan moved there as refugees, escaping okay. the Taliban. Mm-hmm. And they are moving forward with deporting about two million people. And part of that deportation process involves literally bulldozing settlements. The government of Pakistan is doing that right now. There Not hearing anything about that. There is no. no outrage in the Western media. There's no outrage in the Arab world about this. Because, and I, I had not heard this phrase before, but 
Many people who are Jewish or from Israel have been saying this. No Jews, no news. If it's Muslims killing Muslims or Arabs <laughs> killing Arabs, well, that's just the way the world works over there. As soon as Israel does something, then it's news. Wow. I hadn't heard that either. And I'm sitting here thinking right now, and that seems to be pretty true. It's different horrific things that have happened. This is, you've brought up the fact many times when you're looking at the death of Muslims, it's usually at the hand of other Muslims. Absolutely, yes. But you don't hear much about that. But again, because it doesn't involve the Jews. Really interesting. Um, there was another clip that I want to play from the Elon Musk interview with Joe Rogan, where they talked about COVID and how we are now three years removed and some people still stick to the same talking points, even though we know better three years down the road. I know we've talked about this, but listen to how this goes. People still fight you today on the merits of the lockdowns, the importance of vaccine mandates, closing schools. There's people that stated an opinion in 2020, and they still are doing mental gymnastics to try to make it seem like that was the right choice. No, it was just a panic. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of deaths got ascribed to COVID that had nothing to do with COVID. And in fact, I'd say in the beginning, um, the cure is worse than the disease. So... Yeah, I want to get to the point he talks about on this. So if you if you if you are on Puro two um, under pressure with a, a tube stuck down your throat um, and under anesthetic, this is this is very bad for you. Like it's one thing if you do that for a couple of hours for an operation, but you do that for a week, uh, it's gonna it's gonna roast your lungs. And that happened to people. They didn't need to do that. Wow, so many mistakes made. It's wild, man. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, if there's one big story today, because there's a few big ones out there. Yeah, there there really are. Um, of course, keeping an eye on the situation between Israel and Hamas, uh, the Egyptians have started letting, like, one by one, a few people in from Gaza. Uh, now, it's not a free-for-all. No, that's the responsibility no. of the United States, apparently to just sort of let everybody in. Um, but, really? yeah, so... And we have our own terror threats. Right. We've got that going on. Um, and, I mean, there, uh, of course, there's another big migrant caravan coming up towards the southern border, so... Yay. Here we go! God. The adults are back <laughs> in charge. Of course. All right, update on that. And the Scott Robbins Top 3, the trifecta, coming right up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David? Oh, I I, I just got sucked down a rabbit hole here. Because um, oh. Gretchen Carlson, formerly of Fox News, <laughs> yes, uh, she put out a tweet about the AR-15 saying we need, it's not a, this long American tradition. It's only been around since 2004. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> well, that's just not true. <laughs> what a dope. But... but Anyway, um, uh, she had posted this video uh, in response to the criticism that she got. And if you want to hear it. Uh, so you might have seen the news story about my tweet regarding Ben Shapiro and his love of AR-15s. Big round of applause for the clever detectives who pointed out that technically a few ranchers and animal control people did own these guns before 2004. 
<laughs> and since we're all big fans of math, here are more numbers that seem relevant. In 1992, AR-15s composed roughly 21 in every 100 firearms made in the U.S. By 2020, almost one in five guns made here were AR-15s. There are now more than 20 million. <laughs> one in five is smaller than 21%. Oops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was not good. Is someone just handing her a shovel? No, no. And then so, that one wears out, and they give her another. <laughs> so yeah, somebody, somebody said, "Man, she sucks at math." And then she responds, and this is maybe one of the like top ten greatest tweets of all time. Gretchen Carlson writes, "Actually, I was almost a math major at Stanford, and you, <laughs> I was oh, almost no. a math major." Oh no! <laughs> oh, I was almost an astronaut. Like, you could get the Colt 15 back in the day, like, out of the Sears catalog, and you get yeah. mailed to your house. People owned them. Why do people insist on either making statements or tweeting about things they really don't know about? I don't get it. Oh, gosh. Or you're not going to double-check that before it goes out? Yeah. I read that. <laughs> yeah, it's... Before, in 1992, 21% of all guns manufactured were <laughs> AR-15s. Now it's one in five. What? <laughs> so you're saying you didn't work at Fox uh, News because of your brains. All right. <laughs> right. Okay, I admit it. I was distracted by something else uh, a couple of minutes ago. And it's this campaign ad out of Kentucky. So you have a black man running for governor as a Republican. But as we've seen time and time again, if you are a black person that has well conservative thought or just not leftist thought, you're not actually black or authentically black? Is yeah. that what we're to understand? Yeah, that's, that's what the left says. And that whole statement that's been put out there you know, many times before from the left. Well, skin folk ain't kin folk. Yeah, that's yeah. that was said about uh, Daniel Cameron, uh, Attorney General of Kentucky, who is um, uh, uh, now running for governor. And uh, Bakari Sellers on CNN used to work for Obama. I mean, he just he's been a left wing activist for years. Said that after Daniel Cameron announced there would be no state charges against the officers involved. Or no murder charges, I guess, involved in the uh, raid of Breonna Taylor, uh, where she got killed. And Bakari Seller says, just goes to show that skin folk ain't always kin folk or something like that. Yeah. So they should have went after him. Don't obey the rules of law because you're black. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Black Voters Matter, which is Soros funded, mm -hmm. they have a campaign ad out. I'll just play it for you. What's up, Kentucky? It's election time, and all skin folks ain't kin folk. Over the past few years, we've taken to the streets to demand racial justice, to demand health care, and the right to make decisions about our bodies. And now Uncle Daniel Cameron is threatening to take us backwards. The same man who refused to seek justice. Yeah, you heard that right. <sighs> Uncle Daniel Cameron. Wow, man. 
Okay. The same man who refused to seek justice for Breonna Taylor now wants to run our whole state. We can't let that happen. We won't let that happen. On November 7th, vote Andy Brashear for governor. Paid for by Black Voters Matter Action Pack, which is responsible for the content of the... I mean, uh, isn't that uh, racist? Yeah. Yeah, I, you know what? I remember when um, there, oh, I forget the guy's name now. Uh, he was running for office and he was going after Mitch McConnell. He's a Republican, but it was worried about, um, uh, claimed that he was uh, trafficking in cocaine with his China wife. <laughs> remember that guy? <laughs> yeah. That yes. nut? I don't remember what his name is now. But then it spawned a million memes about, you know, cocaine Mitch yeah. and the China people, I think is what right. the guy had said. Um, and everybody recognized that, like, hey, that's that's not cool. You're, you're saying that because his wife is of Chinese heritage that somehow he is selling out the United States instead of him just being a bad guy and selling out the United States. Right. You don't have that's to bring race or yes. ethnicity into it. Right. <laughs> but everybody condemned that. And if you had an ad... From some guy saying, hey, look, I mean, this guy's a race traitor to the white people. There would be a huge story almost universally condemned. 100%. Yeah. Andy Brashear, by the way, was responsible for releasing massive amounts of prisoners from penitentiaries during COVID because it was unsafe. 70% of them recidivism. 70% of those that were released by Andy Brashear as the governor because it was unsafe to keep them in prison. <laughs> Put them into the communities because it was much safer there. And they, they committed crimes again. Really? Dopey, you don't deserve to be governor ever again. Um, I think you're all fired up. I think it's time for the trifecta. Damn, just, you're already getting there. Let's just do yeah. it. Are you ready? One, One two, three. Look at my it's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Third day about this time, the Robbins top three stories helped by his zero. Hi, it's me, Casey. Well, you know, if we are going to watch a World Series game together, it better be tonight because the Texas Rangers yeah. may just win it. Are you going to be there or not? Gotcha. I'm ready. <laughs> three. Baiting the question. Yeah. He always does that. Three. Uh, number three, Hamas official openly declares his group's intentions with Israel yeah. and the Jews. You know, in the aftermath of October the 7th, the Hamas uh, terror attack, Israel announced it was at war with Hamas. About five minutes later, a bunch of American media, a few politicians, the UN, college students, moral superiors, Hollywood, all declared there must be a ceasefire. Must be. Was all about peace and protecting the Palestinian people. They said neglecting to mention that the Palestinians elected Hamas in the first place and still support them with very strong majorities. Of course, that was all nonsense. Uh, and so here we go with the Ghazi Hamad, the former deputy foreign minister of the Hamas government and still a member of the political bureau who said... We will repeat the October 7th massacre time and time again, one million times if we need to, until we end the occupation. The journalist said occupation of Gaza. He said no, all of Israel. So in other words. Okay, I don't understand the disconnect. I don't media. either. Hamas has never 
gone away from that message, have they? No, they've always maintained this. Now they're saying it out loud in the midst of a war. It It is remarkable to me that somehow there are people that feel like we can reason with these people. No, I When think they've declared from... publicly a hundred times, we want to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. You should believe them when they say that. Absolutely. That's what it is. Now, on with the countdown. Yes, the Scott Robbins. Trifecta, top three of the day. Two. Number two, Alejandro Mayorkas, head of Homeland Security, has no idea how many illegals are here. Nah, he still doesn't know. Big Senate committee hearing was held yesterday. Department of Homeland Security. Alejandro Mayorkas couldn't answer the question about how many illegal immigrants federal authorities have released into the U.S. Ron Johnson pressed him again on the issue, but the Secretary of DHS could not provide a number at the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. And Johnson's had enough. He said, I've asked you this thing in the past. You told me you'd get back to me. Nobody did. (laughs) So how many of these people have you released into the interior of the U.S.? He doesn't know. No idea. And we knew this was going to happen, and there's nothing that can be done. In charge of this operation... But no idea. Not even does he want to fathom a guess. No, he should have been impeached and really put into jail. What do you have to do to lose so, your position within this administration? I mean, what do you have to do? How incompetent do you have to be? You'd have to call out the administration. You know, by the way, real quick, this in some ways, little things can make you feel good. We've talked about. Uh, Molly Hemingway on this show before. Yeah. She writes for the Federalist. She'll show up different cable news outlets. And and most of the time, I think she's spot on. She's very sharp. And I know if, if I were to ask you, say, David, of anyone in this administration, who drives me more crazy than anybody else? Oh, it's Mayorkas. It's Mayorkas. I'm yeah. close. He, he is such a weasel. And beyond that, I, th- I think he's just a bad person all the way around. And <laughs> Molly Hemingway, uh, in a piece she had, and I want to make sure that this is exactly what she said, um, but actually called him the worst of the worst of this administration. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, spot on. I could not agree more. But I want to know from you, Mr. Mayorkas, how's the border? Is it open or closed? Well, you know what he's going to say. It's the same thing he says every time. Um, the border, the border <laughs> is secure securely yeah. open because that's what yeah. we want and the countdown continues scott robbins trifecta the top three of the day and finally one uh there's a bill that's been proposed yeah. about uh forcing universities to be more transparent about how much money they're getting from foreign entities yeah uh representatives uh, michelle Steele and virginia fox a, a, both republicans out of, one out of california one out of north carolina have introduced something they call the Defending Education Transparency and Ending Rogue, rogue Regimes Engaging in Nefarious transition, Transactions. That's a <laughs> mouthful, man. It's the Deterrent Act. It was introduced uh, on the 11th. It aims to bring much-needed transfer, uh, transparency, accountability, and clarity to foreign gift reporting requirements for colleges and universities. I didn't even know this before. According to the Deterrent Act, uh, the fact sheet, the new legislation would cut the foreign gift reporting threshold from 250 grand to just 50 grand, meaning that universities would now have to report any foreign donations greater than $50,000. 
Additionally, donations from countries considered to be a concern would have a zero reporting threshold. They say we got all these adversarial countries that are dumping money into the American college campuses, undermining our positions, and we can't have it anymore. How much do you suppose it's been from China? It's crazy money. Oh, I have no idea. And, and the thing is, these are all these weird things you don't think about or know about. No, it's... You don't think about them buying influence through the universities. That's exactly what's And then going back into the endowment funds or wherever it goes. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and there are a bunch of people getting rich off of this, and the last thing they want is for this to change. Oh, yeah. And they have a lot of influence with people in charge. It's just, and there you have it. Well, thank you, Casey. Appreciate it. Thanks, Casey. See you tonight. Maybe. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. David's got to get to another uh, news update. And uh, Nimrod's in the news. Watch out for the booty patrol in Florida. All the details straight ahead. Triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-330-2100. 800-330-2100. That's 800-330-2100. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. heard something about this earlier paper at yale censors this piece by a pro-israel writer yeah yeah they they said that claims of beheading and murder and rape had not been substantiated it's been all over you've like, seen it no it's it's been substantiated absolutely oh my goodness dude we're host for a while there are so many people that have been indoctrinated yeah. with so much nonsense. 
Okay, did you have another update? I do. Well, Alec Baldwin, uh, you know, the word is that he will, at some point in the near future, be facing involuntary manslaughter charges again. Okay. Uh, because, you know, he killed a woman on the set of that movie he was starring in. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's busy making moves, though. Apparently, he's pitching a reality TV show with his family. you got to be kidding me. Yeah, the Baldwins, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get a little sympathy from people, fall in love with the family. Mm-hmm. He could never do right. Yeah, I mean, I get it's you know it's worth a shot. Well, I didn't see that. Coming. And with that, we go to Nimrod. Roll it out. When well the going played. gets tough, damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley Van Camp and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. We start in Florida. Police there warning residents about a Chevy truck with green decals to look like a border patrol vehicle, but instead it says booty patrol. <laughs> Cops pulled it over recently for illegal red and blue lights, issued a citation. They also posted photos on social media to raise awareness of the truck, telling people it's been impersonating police and trying to pull people over. I don't know what for exactly, I, I but the do. owner of the truck, what what it for? The booty patrol. Come on. Right. Let's have a look. Oh. Come on. This is some wacky morning show, you know that, that you used to be on. Why are you bringing me into this? I didn't do any booty patrol. Who are you talking? Jamie and the fish in the morning. <laughs> I never did that. <laughs> you kidding me? I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. Oh, man, that's an oldie from Obama from that those is. days. Anyway, uh, the owner of the truck says he's never tried to pull anybody over. He's been posting photos of the truck on social media for a while. Seems like he's just doing it for fun. No big deal. It sounds like the cops are actually okay with the decals as long as the lights are removed. And the driver doesn't use the truck to pose as a local authority. <laughs> okay. Um, another story from Florida. Woman allegedly set a car on fire. Why? She became upset when she was the subject of an unrelated disciplinary matter at work. Well, that's a handful, huh? She was hit with arson, battery, and obstruction charges. And that's Nimrod's in the news.